Welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. Valley Point Church is a faith community located in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. Our mission is pointing people to real relationships and real significance. This week continues our series, Me Too. Enjoy and thanks for listening. Okay, if you have a Bible or a device, I would love for you to find Ephesians chapter 3, and we're going to look at two verses, verses 20 and 21. We've already had verses 10 through 19 read for us. I want to spend just a few moments today thinking about these final two verses in chapter 3. I believe they are very hope-filled verses that give us a picture of what God wants to accomplish through His church, which His church is us. It's everyone who's trusted in Jesus alone to save and rescue them. So these verses just give us a wonderful picture of what God wants to accomplish through His church. So Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, out of respect for God and His Word, let's stand together as I read. These are God's holy and authoritative words. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now let's all read this together with one voice. Now, all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. These are great verses that read very much like a closing benediction. But this is just chapter 3 in a six-chapter book. And so why are these words here? Well, I'm glad that you're here today so that we can have the chance to investigate this together. Thank you for being here. You may be seated. We're in a series right now called Me Too. This is a three-week series where we are looking at practical and biblical realities for how we can succeed in life. I want to have success in life. That's something that I want. That's something that I hope for. And that is something that I desire. And based on the conversations that I've had with so many of you, I know you want to succeed in life as well. So we're simply taking three weeks to talk about some biblical realities. What does scripture say, at least about a few areas, where if we get this right... If we look at scripture and then use it in our lives, we can get this particular area right and just have some level of success. So that's me too. Now, last week, the me too statement was this. Sometimes I feel like punching people right between the eyes. Me too. Me too. And we just had a great conversation centered around anger. And how do we biblically respond to all of these emotions that well up inside of us? In particular, when we feel like smoking somebody right between the eyes. How do we respond to that? What is the best thing to do? Well, what we discovered 
is that there is a model given to us in Scripture for how we can respond when all of this anger just kind of rises on the inside. we got to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. And that's probably not new information for anybody here, but yet it's what the Bible prescribes. And often, if you're like me, we don't take those steps. We skip one or all of them. So we got to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. I hope that you, I hope that we as a church have had some success this past week with overcoming some of the angry responses that we may have given before we had that information. And as I said last week, I think if there is a group or if there is a faith community that would choose to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry, that they would have unbelievable impact in their community. They would be a bright light. So let's be that group, okay? Now, if you feel like hitting someone right between the eyes, I would encourage you this week, go back, please, listen to the podcast, and maybe it'll save you from something very dangerous. That was what we looked at last week. Here is our Me Too statement for today, and that is, sometimes I wonder if I am accomplishing anything with my life. Me too. Sometimes I wonder, is my life having any impact at all? Am I doing significant things with my life to serve my family and to serve the people that I love and to serve this community? Is my life having any impact at all? Do my actions solve a problem? Am I accomplishing anything with my life? You ever wonder that? I do, and I think it's really valuable that we take some time to unpack that Me Too statement because there may be nothing more discouraging or depressing than assuming that my life is having no impact at all. Like, nothing is more discouraging than that. So, here's our big idea for today, and that is, I can do something significant with my life through the church. And so as we dig into Scripture, what I want everybody to be able to walk out of here with is just this general understanding that there is this amazing organization left on earth. It is the organization that God has established and God has given to share the life-changing truth and the message of Jesus. And what he has given, this organization, is called the church. It's you, it's me, it's the body of believers And when I serve the church, I'm actually serving God. And in doing that, I can have great significance. So here's how today is going to work. I want to tear apart verses 20 and 21 and kind of explain a few of those phrases. And there's a few unique words there that we want to look at because it's going to give us a picture of how I can do something significant with my life through this organization called the church. And then I've got a couple of people I want to interview that I think uniquely have lived this out in just extraordinary ways, and I think you're going to be really inspired and encouraged with their words. So, back to Ephesians. This is a letter written from a guy named Paul who was an apostle, and he wrote this letter under the direction 
and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and he wrote it to a group of people, to a church in a city called Ephesus. Ephesus sits today in modern-day Turkey. And so there was a church there, and Paul, the apostle, writes to them, and he's trying to encourage them, and what he says is this. Look, you have so much in Christ. If you've trusted in him, and if you've embraced his leadership and forgiveness, you have so much in Christ. As a matter of fact, church in Ephesus, you are actually rich in Christ. Now, you might not have a lot of material stuff. You might not feel wealthy in terms of what the world says and defines as wealth. But yet in Christ, because you have embraced him, you are actually rich. And because you are rich, because you have so much in Christ you can actually do significant things with your life by serving in and through the church. And the book of Ephesians kind of unpacks all of that for us. So we're rich in Christ. That's not only true of the church in Ephesus, that's true for Valley Point Church as well. We have so much in Him. When you really think about it, and if you were to dig into that, it'd take a long time just... Discovering what I have because I have Christ. We're rich in Him, which means that I can do significant things with my life. Now, all of that sounds wonderful and great. That's encouraging. That's nice. My question is, how? If I can have significance with my life, if I can accomplish great things in and through this organization that God has established on earth to share the life-changing message of Jesus... If I can do that, how? I want to know how. Well, that takes us back to Ephesians chapter 3. So now I want to dig into these statements for just a moment. Look at verse 20. It starts by saying this. Now, all glory to God, who is, say the word with me, able. Yeah, all glory to God, who is able. Now, let's just kind of pause there and say, there are many days if not even most days. I don't feel able. I don't feel significant. I don't often feel like I'm accomplishing anything, and maybe you feel the same way. Well, that's why this starts by saying it's not about how I feel or my capabilities. It is about the fact that glory is given to God because he is the one who is able. So this is kind of the foundation. This is where it starts. It's an understanding that God is the one who is able. So I can kind of take myself out of the equation for just a moment and understand, again, I am rich in him. The reason I'm rich in him is because God is able. Able to do what? Here's the next phrase. Get this. Through his mighty power at work within us, within you, within me, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. There is some great language here. The construction of this phrase is somewhat unique because do you see that word infinitely there? It actually means super abundantly. So we could say it this way God is able. Through his mighty power at work within us. By the way, you got to throw your name in there because often we read scripture and it's about the other person. It's about somebody else. You got to throw yourself into the narrative. 
So don't be afraid to put your name right there. God is able through His mighty power at work within me. Personalize it. Here it comes to accomplish super abundantly more than what we might ask or think or even imagine. If you walked into the room today with any level of discouragement or hurt or pain, whatever that might be, I want you to be able to walk out of here with a bounce in your step because God is able to work his power through you. I just somebody else. But God has this incredible ability to do that through you, the church. And guess what? He can actually accomplish super abundantly more in me, because he's able, remember, than what I could ask or think or imagine. It's great news. Verse 21. So here's kind of the conclusion then. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Here's something I want you to think about. The focus of God's glory is in his church, which, interestingly enough, throughout Scripture is called the bride of Christ. So God actually gets glory and praise and recognition through us, through the church, through the bride of Christ. We're the bride of Christ. That's us. That's you. That's me. Here's what I know about brides. Brides are beautiful. All of them. All of them. I've had the wonderful privilege of officiating 32 different wedding ceremonies in my career as a pastor, and I love weddings. They are so much fun. It's just a big party, and it's a wonderful celebration. And I can tell you, after officiating 32 different ceremonies, and I have three coming in the month of July and another one in August, and I'm working on another one toward the end of the year, and I just get really excited about these, Here's what I can tell you that I know because I've been at a lot of weddings and I get to see all of the faces. Brides are beautiful. Unequivocally, brides are beautiful. And I love standing next to the groom, which is where I normally get to stand. And as she appears, the bride, to watch him and just see the glow come over his face as she arrives and to realize She's chosen me, and I've chosen her, and together now, we have the opportunity to build a lifetime marriage. This is going to be wonderful. It's just a lot of fun to watch that. Now, I can tell you, after 32 ceremonies, I have never been standing next to a groom who, when he sees his bride appear, goes, oh, (laughs) pasta. never happened. Now, we are the bride of Christ. And brides are special. Brides are beautiful. And that's the church. That's us. That's how God looks at us as the bride of Christ and with all of our imperfections and with all of our sin. And certainly that is true of every church, including ours. We are still Beautiful. And so glory to him 
in the church through His bride. Great glory is given to God when we serve His bride, the church. Great glory. So glory to God through the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. These are wonderful words that really should inspire and encourage you today. I heard it said once that there is nothing quite like the church when the church is working right. And I believe that. Nothing quite like the church when the church is working right. It is this incredible organization, I believe the greatest organization on earth because it has the most powerful and inspiring message ever. It has a great purpose in telling other people about the truth of Jesus. And so we can actually give glory to God because he is able to work in and through us and we give him credit and he smiles at us when we serve his bride, the church. So, sometimes we minimize some of these things, but consider, anytime I greet, anytime I shake a hand, anytime I help people worship and respond to the greatness of God, anytime I hold a baby so that those parents can worship and learn and listen, anytime I host a small group, or I work on a Father's Day car show, or I give up a couple of hours on a Saturday for a love day to just serve the organizations within our community. Anytime I go out on a compassion trip, those are not small things at all because we're actually serving the bride of Christ, and in doing that, we give glory to God. That's a really big deal, big deal. And all of us need to be thinking about how I can be giving God glory He's able to work through me, so nobody has excuses when it comes to serving the bride of Christ. Now, there are just a couple of people who I think have done this in extraordinary ways right here at Valley Point Church, and I want you to be encouraged with their great example. And so, would you please help me welcome to the stage Lee and Jean White. Really appreciate you guys taking time to just talk to us about finding significance and meaning through the church. So you guys have been here for 10 years at Valley Point. You didn't think you were going to be here quite that long, but God kept you planted right here for 10 years. And so many of us have benefited from your willingness to say, I'm just going to plug into the church I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to start doing stuff, and we'll find our way, and God will use us. Let me ask, though, have you ever wondered or doubted if God could uniquely use you? What do you think, Jean? I doubt it all the time. Um, it's that little voice in your head that says uh, you're not good enough to do this, um, that surely there's got to be someone else here that can do a better job at this than you can, and I'm grateful that other people saw in me what I did not see in myself. Um, When we got here, we were asked to lead a life group, and uh, that is something we've done before, so that's kind of in our comfort zone. Um, But it was difficult because we didn't know anyone here, and I didn't realize that that 
this was a problem, that we were from Texas, and some people <laughs> didn't really like that. So we had that to overcome. At least I didn't know that Still ahead of time. Like Dallas, specifically. Right. Dallas. Right, to make it yes. worse. Yes. Yeah. But um, it, took yeah. a, it took a while for our, our group to share and to kind of gel. And um, we just had to find the faith in, um, that God had us here for a reason, and he was going to use us. So we just needed to be faithful and, and follow what he asked us to do. Hmm. Lee, you ever doubted, wondered, can God use me through the church? Yeah, absolutely, uh, Eric. Every day, um, you know, you battle with that feeling unqualified. And for a long time, uh, I think that doubt and giving into that doubt kept me just sitting in one of these seats, but not really jumping into the church. And, you know, I guess part of it was a lot of the stuff in my past. I don't even know if you know this, but I got kicked out of confirmation class. So <laughs> I, I got a lot of stuff that really were, were rationalized reasons in my head that I was not qualified uh, to do this, that surely there was somebody else that was more qualified that was going to be stepping up. And I think that enemy used that strategy for a lot of years and just kept me sitting in a seat and really stopped me from seeing what God really had for me and a specific role for me to get engaged. And I think that's something that Valley Point did is Valley Point gave us and me specifically um, opportunities to step out of our comfort zone and do things that we'd never done before. And that's a blessing. That's really something that I appreciate your leadership in being able to do that. You know, I, I use this phrase when I talk to people about stepping up and finding the places that they need to, to serve. Um, you know, God doesn't call the qualified, but he uniquely qualifies those that are called. And I think that applies to this church. Yeah. And I think one of the things I've appreciated about you two so much is that you just started doing things. You didn't wait too long. You just jumped in. You got very active. Gene, you talked about hosting a life group and leading that. And initially, you were also helping with some of the administration of the life groups. And then I talked to you about leading our assimilation efforts, how we greet, treat, and seat people, and you jumped into that and have really done some tremendous work in that area, which I'm thankful for. And Lee, you became an elder, you started a men's ministry that still exists today, and you helped with life groups as well and mentoring men and couples. Have you guys ever sensed in the process of just doing all of your stuff, was there ever a joy moment where you just sense? I was made for this. Ever a joy moment, Jean? I think working with first impressions is my joy moment. I get a first, um, I, I get a front row seat to see life change. Mm. Um, I see, uh, I get to meet new families. I get to meet their friends. They often invite the rest of their family. You build a relationship with them and see them grow. And it, it's an awesome thing It's uh, just to watch that. Um, we just saw the baptism video. That's pure joy. That, mm. that emotion that's there, um, that, those are lives changing right in front of your eyes. And um, um, first impressions is, you know, it's, it's a great, it's, it's very rewarding to be able to help others, um, welcome them to the church, and also get them connected because that's so important. 
Yeah, Lee, what about you? A joy moment? Yeah, Eric, I feel there's just so many great moments in this church, from the Real Home campaign to uh, things I've seen in life groups, things I've seen on compassion trips. But I'll tell you, the main thing is the life change of the people in this room. You know, I've seen them walk through some real tough circumstances, either relationships or job issues. And to watch their faith grow uh, and just to be a little part of that, mm. you know, to, to, to help people scoot a little closer to God. And really, just like that verse says, you know, put yourself in a place where God can work through you. You've got to get out of the way, mm. but you let God work through you. And just to be a part of that and watch people's faith grow here has been just a real joy to me. Mm. Getting out of the way is sometimes the hardest part, right? <laughs> exactly. Just just be be available and be aware and let God do it. It's the glory for God. Mm. When you make yourself available to be used by God and it impacts, you're having an impact on eternity. Yeah. So after 10 years here, God is moving you to a new place. Through your work, you're going to be relocating to Louisville, Kentucky in time. And so you're certainly going to be missed here at Valley Point Church with all that you do. I have asked both of you just to talk to Valley Point and challenge us. So what would you say to us? Yeah, you know, when we first moved here, we were told we were going to be here for two to three years. And it was real tempting just to come to church and just sit in the audience and just be a part of church, but never really get into the game. And that's the challenge for everybody here. I think the season that our church is going into with a real home is going to give every person in this room an opportunity to impact the kingdom, inviting people and getting them to come to church so that they get to experience real relationships and real significance. But the key thing is God's got an opportunity for you here at the church to serve, to step up. And the answer is different for each person here. And it doesn't matter whether you've only been here one week, one month, one year, or 10 years. Chase that. You know, pray about it. Get engaged. Because we're going to need it. Uh, I told Eric the other night at dinner, I I pray that there's so much growth at that church that he's doing five services. You know, (laughs) that we just overwhelm him. But that's the opportunity. Work on your voice. You're going to have to cover it for, for five services. But... I think it's really um, an opportunity for every person here to not just have a new place to go, but to grow spiritually and get engaged and see where God uses, just like this verse says, where God works through you in his kingdom. Yeah. Jean, what's your challenge to Valley Point? Um, Valley Point is a great church, Mm. and um, we do great things here um, through God, and I would encourage you to use your gifts here. Um, it's, um, you, you need to let go of your to-do list and your insecurities and let God work through you um, because he'll do great things. Um, as we um, go to a new church, you know, I'm looking for a church that's, you know, where I can use my gifts. I mean, I don't want to sit on the sidelines, and I would encourage you, if you're in this church now, Use your gifts. Do not sit on the sidelines. You're missing out on a great, uh, a great story, and you're part of that. Mm. Appreciate you guys both sharing, and it's been fun to serve together with you. And I know when we first moved here from Illinois six years ago, 
I think Illinois is much less hated than <laughs> Dallas, which is good news, and that worked out for us. But when we first moved here, you guys were both so welcoming and helpful to us and getting our confidence rolling and just getting connected and knowing people. So very grateful for that. You may not know this, but my first, the first person I think I met here in person was actually Gene. So I was interviewing for the role of lead pastor here and uh, flew out here to have some interview time, hadn't been to the church at all yet, and was given an address, show up at this house, and that'll be your first interview. So the address was Lee and Jean's house, and so I pulled up and knocked on the door and said, I'm supposed to be interviewing somewhere. I hope this is the right place. And Jean's like, you got it. Come on in. And uh, from that first interview, I think there's been uh, just a, a good connection, and I think a lot of that was due to your guys' work and help. So my challenge to both of you is you've learned so much. You're capable. You have a love for God that is deep and wide. And take that to Louisville and find a church there. Just don't like them as much as us. (laughs) That's the commitment you got to make. So God bless you both and uh, look forward to seeing what God does through you. Will you help me just express some thanks for Gene and Lee? Okay, so I have one takeaway. As we think about Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, I can use my life to accomplish something through the church. As you think about a couple of people who have done that effectively, here's the one takeaway that I want for everybody, and that is do something. Do something. Anything. It doesn't even matter what you do. Just jump into something and give it a shot and do that through the church. One of the things that I love about Valley Point is that there is an opportunity for you to just start doing things. And if you don't like it, that's okay. You don't have to keep doing it. You don't have to get stuck there. You can move on and try something else. And if you don't like that, we'll just keep giving you job after job and volunteer opportunity after volunteer opportunity to find that thing that you can do so that you're accomplishing something with your life through the church, all of which gives God glory. So anything... If Valley Point is your home, unpack your bags. Do something. Do something. Now, I want to encourage you to take out your connection card for a moment. Will you do that? Because you'll find on the back of the card, there is top three volunteer needs right now at Valley Point Church. And if you're looking just to try something, and maybe you've never done it before, then I would encourage you to consider one of these top three needs You can check that box. We'll get you connected. You can also look for that at valleypointchurch.com and register online. We want to do what we can to help you accomplish something through the church. And look, this is for students. So if you're in middle school or high school, there's something you can and should be doing through the church. Young adults, middle-aged adults, older adults, retirees, whatever that looks like. You can and should be doing something through the church. And so if those top three needs speak to you, I would encourage you to chase that and let's see what we can do to help place you appropriately. I also want to let you know about another upcoming opportunity, and that is we're going to be taking a compassion trip to Russia in September. And we have a great partner there, 
And we've taken several trips to Russia. We go over there and work in orphanages. We build playground sets. I've been on one of these trips. It is truly life-transforming. And you think you're going to give away, and, and you end up having these orphans who have absolutely nothing just incredibly bless you. And it's just a remarkable thing to be involved in. That trip is coming in September. If you are interested in that, this doesn't commit you to anything, but if you're interested in serving the church, the bride of Christ, through something like this, I'd encourage you to sign up for the Russia interest group at the Just For You table in the lobby. There is an interest meeting coming on Sunday, June the 26th. You can go to that and get the information you need in order to determine if this is something for you. Lee, I know you've been on a couple of these trips, and you speak highly of them. Yeah, uh, you know, you, you just mentioned that. You, you go into these trips, and you think it's all about the work that you're going to do, uh, building the playgrounds. Uh, but what was really a surprise for me is the work God did in me. Uh, you know, I remember when we were in Russia, um, there were some orphans, and, and they were standing around watching our kids play and do all sorts of things. And the interpreter kept saying, Lee, the, the, those guys want to know, uh, are they average? I said, average? I don't understand that. What are, you, what are you talking about? And finally, the interpreter said, no, no, no. They want to know, do your kids think that those kids are normal? Because in Russia, an orphans, they're basically second class and lower tier. And once we got through that and our kids started bonding with their kids, I still remember, I vividly see a young man. Uh, I actually carry a ruple in my uh, wallet when I take out and spend money. I think about this young man. His, I called him Rambo. He was this tough guy. Uh, but he finally started playing and opened up with, with the kids. And just to be thrust in God's presence 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you think you're doing work, but wait until you see what happens to you. If you've never been on one, I would encourage you to go. Uh, your life will never be the same when you come back. I know sometimes people say that, but I mean it. I, I mean, you get a heart for what's happening out there in the world. I would describe Russia as a country without God. Uh, you know, standing in the Red Square and by the Kremlin, it was a great experience for me from a, just a um, seeing different places, but then to see people and have an impact on their life and just point them. They, they asked a question. Why would you guys take a week off to come out here and spend time with us? Because that's what Christ would want us to do. Mm. And when we said that, you could just see their hearts kind of melt, something they'd never seen before. And this was a lot of people that hadn't been on mission trips before or compassion trips. We didn't really know what we were doing, but we just trusted God to work through us. We just had to be available to do that. So I would encourage you, if you're thinking about it, go to the meeting. But try to find that week that you can go. Your life will never be the same. Hmm. That's great. Do something. This is the challenge that I want everybody thinking about as you walk out of here today, that you can accomplish something with your life through the bride of Christ, the church, and it's worth it. It's worth it. I know I say that to you, but here's Lee and Jean who often sit where you sit, and they have jobs and family and children and all of the stuff that we deal with, but yet significance and accomplishment through the church. So do something. Here's my closing prayer. I actually want us all to say again the words of Ephesians 3, 20 
and 21. So let's declare this together. Now, all glory to God, who is able, through His mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. God, we are so excited about the opportunities we have to do small things, big things, and everything in between, to serve you through the church. God, this is what you have established. This is what you put in place after you ascended and you went back to heaven. You began to build the local church to have impact in communities and around the world. And here we are, Valley Point Church in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania, touching certainly communities way beyond right here. And God, I pray desperately that you would help us to continue to be a bright light everywhere that you take us. God, serving the church is more than just a Sunday thing. We're the church as we leave. We can't forget about that. Church isn't just a Sunday thing. It's when I'm at work on Monday through Friday and when I'm at school and when I'm out and about in the community, I need to be a bright light for you. And so, God, I pray that you'd help us to think about anger, as we talked about last week. There's a way we can succeed with that and be a bright light. God, there's also a way that we can accomplish tremendous things through your church, the bride of Christ. And his bride is beautiful and lovely. And when we serve the church, we're giving glory to you. God, you're able, you're able to work within me, within everybody here, to accomplish super abundantly more than we might ask or think. We pray for this. God, use us to do significant things, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We'd also love to have you join us on any Sunday morning as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 or 11 a.m.